Hey guys, and welcome to a very hot episode 11 of Dad Knows Best. Not hot in a sexy way, hot in a sweaty way because Talk it's, for yourself. It's, currently, uh, it's currently what must be like 45 degrees in the office. It is so damn hot. I'm Harrison Woods, and I'm with my sweaty co-host, Adam Callow. <laughs> that is a horrible image. I know, I don't like the word sweaty, but it came up a lot yesterday. Sweaty. Yeah. What about damp? How do you feel about the word damp? Damp is the worst. Worst. Moist. Moist, Moist is good. Do some ASMR. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we taking this? Uh, today, Adam, I thought... So, last week's episode, uh, we talked about holidays. Mm-hmm. I've just got back off holiday. Very hot as well. It's like... Just everywhere is roasting at the moment. You have a slight sheen of a tan. Thank you, thank you. I uh, did venture out into the sun at least once. It's like you ran across a beach. (laughs) (laughs) I ran barefoot and the sand was hot. Uh, So yeah, so we've just been on holiday. Obviously this heat for Emmy is killer anyway, because like she said, she's got another person generating heat on the front of her. Uh, But she did all right. What's the week? Give us a week update. What week Uh, are you on now? I think we're more on a countdown now. We're on like a oh really four month countdown. Can't remember the exact nice, okay. week right now. So you'll um, be on like twenty four, twenty five weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we're starting to reverse the numbers, um, which is exciting. Impending, I think, is the way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so last week we just spoke about holidays and kids on holiday. Had another topic lined up, but it was probably going to be a bit deeper and a bit more serious. Yep. So I thought I'd save it for a day like today um and i wanted to talk about parenting styles Mm -hmm. and the reason this came about is we were having dinner the other week with my lovely wife uh, and she just made sort of a passing comment i assume it was a passing comment maybe she was trying to really like we need to speak but i was just like yeah dinner (laughs) um but basically not the time of the day to get your attention (laughs) no not at all um but she said just like she she asked did like do we need to discuss parenting styles no my my immediate response was don't think so like just kids born raise it sort of thing but then I did actually think about it a bit more after I'd eaten um because the blood flow like went back up to the brain then (laughs) and it I thought it would make for a good conversation on the mics because I think that parenting styles is something that everyone has an opinion of whether they've got a kid or not Mm mm-hmm um, and obviously things change when you've got a kid because it's easy to say don't give in to a child when they're kicking and screaming but when it's your child kicking and screaming they just won't stop I can imagine it's very different um, not only that obviously Emmy's mum and dad split up when she was younger mm-hmm. so obviously she she lived with her mum how young? Uh, well she actually moved out when she was 18 I think I, I don't want to misquote here but I think they split. Was she like teens or? Yeah, teens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, so I think it was probably butchering this, but around when she was 16, I could be really Similar wrong. Similar for me, actually. But like early. Yep. Fairly early. Um, and hence why she wanted to just move out. Yep. So like that was a whole thing as well that she was living with mum only and then moved out on her own to get up, sort of get away from it all. And that, obviously that's a whole thing. Uh, and she she speaks to her dad. I met, I've met Steve. Shout out to Steve. Um, nice bloke. And Emmy Emmy's gonna hate this, but Emmy is so much like her dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> more than a mum, and she's like, no, don't say that. Um, but yeah, so I just it, and obviously I come from a background where mum and dad are still together, mm-hmm. happily married. We we've 
me and Emmy have both lived at home with them for a few years while we were saving. So two very different kind of backgrounds. And obviously that kind of changes, I guess, your sort of perception and your outlook on how you raise a kid. Mm -hmm. For me, I've kind of never really thought about it. I've just kind of, I guess, because I've been raised well and had loving parents, I'm just going to kind of repeat the process. But obviously it was slightly, I assume it's because it's slightly different for Emmy. She's had to, or she's actually made a conscious sort of had a conscious thought process of like, I need to make an effort mm-hmm. to show my child some love. But I think, I think you made an assumption then, but I think we probably need to like separate the two is because I, I know it, I know it impacts how you think about parenting your own children, but parents together and parents split doesn't necessarily impact love for child and the way it, the way no, it came yeah, out yeah. yeah sorry yeah I, I didn't necessarily mean it like that but I, just, I think that 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 in itself is a completely different dynamic like you could have parents that live together and stay married but hate each other's guts exactly so yeah i'm not i'm not necessarily saying that but my based on an assumption just to give it an example yeah um but yeah i think you obviously base a lot of what you do or or kind of just speaking on kind of raising a kid for example is like I say I, I'm just kind of going to rinse and repeat the way I've been raised so like but that, show but what of, does that mean okay so yeah like, so let's go into like um, my my background in yeah so being, like how, how are boundaries set how are you disciplined so for when when you think when you said to me we're going to talk about this on the show my head went to okay so for me it's kind of like how how was I raised to uh, be for like a gentleman when I'm mm. older or be respectful when I'm younger or get disciplined when I'm naughty like that's the stuff where I think it's like everyone has their own views and how you discipline a child is probably a big topic mm. um, so back of the hand <laughs> behind <laughs> something so they don't bruise like a pillow Orange or a mattress <laughs> um, how you re- so how you so give me an idea of what your I'm gonna go childhood so sort of like not to f- not to five, five to ten, whatever so, you can remember, or so whatever your mum and dad have told you. I've I've got an older brother, yep. as well. Um, so I think the things that stand out when it comes to discipline, because it's probably the easiest thing to talk about, is um, like me and my brother, my older brother, used to fall out all the time, mm-hmm. and I think that's just brothers. I mean, because you've got an older brother as well. Yep. Like we used to always scrap. Yep. We used to get on, but then it would just always descend into a fight for some reason, and. Mum would normally um, discipline us or just tell us to pack it in and we would but then obviously sometimes the fight is too intense that you can't hear mum so so then dad steps in and yep. it's like oh shit things just got real but what what um, made what made your dad have that impact when he got involved because there must have been something teeing pro- up to that probably because he wasn't all, uh, he wasn't the one that was always disciplining okay i think that i think uh, my assumption is that's it like when when one person for example i imagine that sarah probably has more um pushback from the kids to, to when she's disciplining but she's because she's the one that deals with them the most yep so when dad steps in because dad doesn't always step in it's like oh shit he's a fair gone into them yeah yeah so i think it's just i, th- I think it's purely like a dynamic of like we you, like mom you're always telling us off so this time i'm just gonna ignore you so like dad steps in i think that that whether it's the other way around whether it's always dad that speaks to the kids and then mom has to step in like i don't think it matters whether it's the mom or the dad it's just the dynamic of who who they deal with more but that as a side note is so frustrating for 
for me and Sarah mm, I can because imagine. she gets so wound up that the kids don't listen and then I come in she's like I'm going out for a couple of hours I come back and she's like how are the boys and I'm like good as gold because they don't push me the same <laughs> yeah. way they push her which I can only imagine is so frustrating mm. for her because she's getting back and she she's looking at me thinking you think this parenting's fucking easy because the boys listen to you they don't listen to me the way they listen to you mm. do, you, do you think on that that you can have that effect on the kids for both parents all the time like do you think that's just for example do you think it's just that you've not taken not necessarily pointing the finger but like do you think it's just that somehow it's been allowed to to like Sarah's authority has been allowed to diminish somewhat whereas you've still got that power like do you think there's something that just wasn't done to, to make no I, I, I oddly feel that do you think it's just like exposure to I think it's to, the, to if, m- if I spent more time like just more time. Yeah. If I was more present and spent more time with the boys, my impact on discipline would dilute. Mm. So, and I don't know really how you tackle that, but they're at the age now, so they're five, five and three, um, where the youngest, so when Riley was three. I know you've got no power over he ne- Reggie. He never like pushed, he literally yeah, just digs his heels. Stubborn as shit. <laughs> stubborn as shit. <laughs> but the, the, I think the most frustrating thing is now is how how I discipline I think we spoke about in a previous show how I discipline Riley is different to how mm, I have to yeah. discipline Reggie um, and I think that's now why Reggie gets away with so much and it's like how do you tackle that because now Riley's noticed that Reggie doesn't get the same level mm. of discipline and that's now causing a divide to the point that the other day like he, for the first time ever he literally was like you, you don't love me is literally what he said and that is fucking heartbreaking to like to hear because mm-hmm. he's never like to have that sentence in your head there was a, there was a bigger root cause that we'll talk about in a future show which is there's a little dickhead at school that's given him a hard time mm-hmm. um and I, I actually got some amazing advice from three of the guys that run another podcast called men talk find out where his dad lives <laughs> but we, 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 had a good, we had a good chat about that we, we we'll probably get we'll probably have that conversation at the time mm-hmm. but like he's starting to now really pick up on what's happening in the house like re- like everything so like if me and our me and Sarah are arguing over, over something like he's, he's dead tuned into everything uh, and he's now he's either going through a stage where emotionally it's actually impacting him or he's learning how to properly manipulate situations and that's just where my head is at um yeah well I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he figures out that for example Reggie gets less punishment in, mm-hmm. in air quotes he'll probably start doing things and then blaming it on him because in because and they like because I've because I've had oh no with, he started that that's a really good observation because he started because I've had that with my brother where my brother's done something that he knows he'll get in trouble for but he he'd even said to me before you take the blame because you won't get told off as much wow because they obviously so but mm- Riley does it in a way where it's I'm going to blame Reggie because he can't communicate it as well of what happened. <laughs> Honestly, it happened literally as we're talking. It happened last night. So Reggie says Riley pushed him over. Riley says he didn't. He's tripped over the blanket because the blanket's on the floor. And Riley's telling the story of exactly what happened because he can make the story up mm. if he wants to in his head. And Reggie can't. He can't communicate it as well as Riley. Lie. So he just gets frustrated with it. And it's like, oh. So anyway, sorry, pull it back to you. So like discipline wise dad steps in 
Yeah. So okay, let's go. Let's go level down. Like, did he smack you? Yeah. So we, because uh, yeah, that was where I was going with that. So when Dad stepped in, mm-hmm. we had something called the count as well. The count. So if we were like stepping, if we were, if Wait, we were, I had something called the cane. <laughs> oh, it would lead to a wooden spoon though. Okay. Or or a firm slap on the behind. Um, but it was so like we'd be playing or we'd be being like, right pair of little shits. Um, and and I will preface this with actually that the the very rare occasion that we did ever get smacked I've only ever looked back on that and think that yeah we deserved the smack yeah because it wasn't a case of like dad's come in dad's pissed off dad's smacking us yeah. it was like as I'll explain it was there was a process before it ever got that far um, so he'd come in and he'd tell us to like to pack it in and sometimes we would just by him saying stop it mm-hmm. as you do with your boys and that's what winds saw up um, but then sometimes we wouldn't so and depending on how the fight with my brother had escalated either we'd still be angry and fighting or somehow one of us is crying or both crying or whatever so then then we'd get the count so it's like you got to the count of three for both of you to stop crying stop misbehaving otherwise you're going to get a smack so the threat was the smack but you got to count and you count to three and it'd be like one and obviously you're like <laughs> you're getting it all out of you uh, and by two you're really trying to suck it in because you don't want to get smacked yep. um, and obviously three was a lot longer than the cat it wasn't like one two three bang <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a run up he was uh, he was actually giving you some time so most of the time the count would also stop us playing up or, or stop us arguing or fighting or crying or whatever mm-hmm. um, but then it Every on a very rare occasion, I could probably only count like four or five times tops um, that we'd get a smack, and so. But when it did happen, whew, you didn't want it to happen again because it and it was it was only ever a single smack on the ass, yeah. Or, or like I don't know why, why I don't know why the wooden spoon would ever come out, but um, <laughs> I think that was probably more my mum that would get the spoon out because she couldn't deliver the firm blow with the hand. Okay, whereas dad would just leave a handprint <laughs> on your bare behind. Um, but, but I think, I think but yeah, point, the, but uh, the, the smack was it was only ever one and it was like oh, don't want to do that again yeah, you got to make it a corker because it, it's actually <laughs> because I've probably smacked Riley's arse less than five times in five years mm-hmm. but the threat yeah. the threat of it is enough like yeah and, and that's what I mean you're not the, the way I see that is the smack is not the punishment. It's the threat of the smack. It's like, and you shouldn't be using the smack as a way yep. of telling someone off. It should be the like, you don't want to get smacked. So I suggest you book your ideas up. What does M think about smacking in general? Or what's her view on how to do Have you had this conversation? Not, or are we I, having this conversation before you guys have that conversation? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, we are. I've not <laughs> had the smacking conversation with her. Um, so Sarah hates and that, smacking. And I actually don't, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm not really sure if I would smack my child. Um, probably will or would. But again, it's it's not like a, I'm going to smack him if he, step, if he steps out of line. Yeah. So I think that's why it's a bit of a weird conversation because when people are so against it, shouldn't smack a kid. I think it's, I assume uh, that they think you're smacking a child to reprimand him straight away. And there's no like lead up to it, trying to help him sort himself out oh yeah and I think that's where the, the miscommunication is yeah with so so with Sarah um, she doesn't she doesn't like the smacking um, and I, I don't really know why um, it's probably a conversation to have with her I mean if we take it back to my childhood 
I probably like you five ten I remember probably five seven times vividly mm. of getting a smack like my dad was old school like um, my dad was 83 years old so my dad so put it in perspective I'm now 29 and my dad uh, would be 84 years old that's old like <laughs> <laughs> so he was like born in 1936 so the generation thing mm. of how he was raised had it obviously carried on to, to how he raises his boys. So from me to my stepbrother, who's 55 or something, 57, like it turns out like we're technically a generation apart, mm. but we got raised the same way. And I think there's a generational thing happening where people are generally just being, I want to use air quotes, but softer on kids in terms of discipline, probably for the best because there's more learnings about how to actually raise a child and yeah. how to get the most out of them. Yeah, the, the, it's the argument of, um, it's like, it's the same principle of, of punishing and rewarding a dog. Mm-hmm. Is like, they say you shouldn't punish a dog, you should just reward them for good behavior. Positive that, reinforcement. Then yeah. they make, then, then the child or the dog or whatever it is has the choice of they either do something good and get rewarded or they, or they don't like it's, it's that. Or yeah. do you want to flip it the other way and punish them for the bad, and then they build resentment and things like that? Yeah, exactly. They, then you just have like like a, a pretty shit relationship with the kid yeah. in that situation as well. Because you're only ever thinking of negativity. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I guess my point I was making is so by the time my dad was probably like 25, having a first kid, like it's 1960 at that point. Like I was raised, I, I was raised and disciplined in a world that lived in the 1960s. Um, <laughs> just was uh, and, and I think what that's done for me is, is two things is I've never I never want to be as tough as my dad has been on me hmm. when I was a kid do you think he was tough I think he was a tough dad yeah I think he was a tough dad um, he, he was he pulled from both sides in terms of he was either extremely tough um, when I say that by the way he, he never it was never going too far like I never resent him for anything yeah, he, what, he was, what, what do you mean by tough like as in was it always being smacked when you said yeah that so line? my dad used to sell gold and jewellery so I always remember so he had a golden he, cane he always had <laughs> he, he always had like a, a very thick so the, on the ring sovereign the, ring the thickness of the ring is called the shank and I remember catching that shank a few times and it's little things that he's done that I've caught myself doing like Give him, like, my dad used to give me a clip around the ear but my dad's hands were like shovels <laughs> and he used to have this ring when he gave me a clip around the ear he, th- he probably thought he's just giving me a clip around the ear yeah. but he fucking knocked me across a room a couple of times because he just did not understand that he's my, got a piece yeah, of metal my dad on his, in his my dad in his day was, was a lad he's got a metal piece on his hand and he just wants to discipline me so and the thing is he'd do it but then show no remorse for it so like that's, that made him mm. like just he was just like no you've you got a clip deal with it don't do that again. Do we understand each other? And I find myself sort of not with a clip thing, but going back to my kid and be like, when I'm telling them off. So how I discipline my kids mainly is I, I take toys away, like, cause they're like very attached to certain toys and they just, I just take it away. So we've, we've got like a star chart thing for the positive enforcement thing, mm-hmm. uh, which works really well actually. Um, because you find the kid wanting to tidy the room in the evening, pop stars. Once they understand the chars, make prizes, points make prizes and all mm-hmm. that. They kind of work hard to get the stars. So that's the positive side of it. Then the negative side of it, we take stars away or... <sighs> Savage. Yeah, take stars away, man. You can lose them quicker than you gain them in my house. <laughs> <laughs> because what we do is we write down like the toy he wants. So if, if we go around shopping and most kids are like, oh, can I have that? Can I have that? How we do it is, yes, of course you can. Let's have a look, at, let's have a look, let's have a look at that. 
That's a lot of pennies. So that is 40 stars. So once you've got 40 stars on the chart, we'll come buy it for you, mate. Um, and then we that's how we sort of try and structure some positive mm. enforcement in the family. And then so negative goes, so our stage is like your dad's count. It's not like um, one, two, three. It's um, remove a star, take a toy away, get a smack. We've only gone to the smack probably five times, but they don't—they really don't want a smack because, mm. like my dad did to me, he made a smack count. Um, so putting it back to my dad is—so <laughs> that's when you put your ring. Yeah, exactly. On. Yeah, I go get a knuckle duster out. Um, so, with, with, but on the absolute flip side of it is, he would like just my family just showered like we just had a very mm. loving family. Even when those two split, um, and I, I guess even when they split, it probably made the loving side of it more, more present because they're like, they kind of like try and like mm. pull you from one side to the other parents do without knowing, but they're like when they've got your attention and time. Trying to maximize Yeah, it. they're trying to maximize it. Um, so I'd say with, with me, that's how we do our, that's our parenting tactic of how we discipline the kids. <clears throat> I kind of, I kind of think that there's, I know there's a better way. Do you know what I mean? But it's, have I, have I passed the point of changing how I, pa- I think that's probably an interesting one is like, have I passed the point of, if I could go back, I would probably more lean on the positive enforcement stuff. Um, I have an and amazing- what, what would that look like though? It's a great question. Cause like you cause from Introducing what- stuff like, we introduced the stars and stuff to Reggie earlier. Okay. Because he saw his brother getting stars. And I kind of didn't think that the stars at like two years old would make a difference. But at that age, they still mm. know. There's star chart equals toys. Mm. And then like, I think I probably, so for the first couple of years, just Sarah just like parented, like Riley, because I was just out. Like, so yeah. I think the mistake that I've made is probably not looked at the successes we've had with Riley when he was like, three to four when Reggie's growing up and go no we should do that earlier yeah. we should do that for Reggie so we kind of just done the same thing like wait till he's like three and then he's got a star chart a year earlier but I'd probably go the positive reinforcement things really worked well and oddly because Reggie has seen Riley get a smack Reggie is shit scared of getting a smack mm. I've never had to smack him so like I've like tapped his bum but not a smack like he's, he wouldn't be scared of that um but because he's seen his older brother get it, he's like, I don't want one of those. So, but I think uh, I think the the positive parenting side of it with the with the stars and working out, it all comes down to motivations of your kid as well. Um, it's what do they really care about? Because kids don't understand this thing about like opportunity cost, is how I'd call it in business. <laughs> is if I do this, what does it mean I get or don't get? Yeah. So kids don't understand that if you don't listen, you can't really reason with a child is what I've noticed. Like it's gonna be a certain point in time where Riley's fucked because I'll be able to manipulate the shit out of him. Like right now, he hasn't got enough logic in his head to get there because he only thinks about the now, the present. Yeah, he doesn't think about tomorrow or the weekend. We're going to cinema at the weekend. If you misbehave, we're not going. He's like, it's the fucking weekend. We're three days away. Come on. Well, yeah, to him, to him it's a, yeah, it's, it's, a lifetime it's what away. feels like a, a year away. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you see it on um, you see it on TV back in the day when there was uh, is it Superman Annie and all that all all these things they all they all teach you to try and get down to their level, look in their eyes, and reason with them. Mm-hmm. But like you say, like the the 
their window of sort of understanding and foresight on do this, get that, or don't do this, or whatever. It's really narrow. Yeah. Really narrow. So that, so that means I struggle to do sort of the, the the bigger sort of like motivational stuff to get them to be good. So we're really just trying to keep it like on a micro scale mm-hmm. right now because that's working. Um, but we're, we're still really struggling with with Riley right now because he's, I think he's just at this point where he's really testing Sarah. And it's that whole thing. Like if you don't change it up, nothing's going to change. So if Sarah doesn't change her tactics with Riley, I think what's happened is she's done something that's worked okay for like three years. As Riley's grown up, her parenting style has stayed the same. So is mine, to be honest. Mm. Um, but I think we're at a point now where we need to, as the kid grows, you need. To, I think you need to, you can't just have a style of parenting. I think it's your style needs to adapt on a case-by-case basis to one, the child, Reggie Riley, as an example, but two, where, who they are and how they react and what motivates them. Because I actually don't think you can have a parenting style that, that you roll onto both your kids. Yeah, well, I imagine, I imagine this, this, the style can be similar, but it's not like, it, like you're saying, it's all, it's all about the motivation. And so mm-hmm. it's like taking, taking a toy away from a kid that's not into toys doesn't mean anything to them. They probably, mm-hmm. like all kids have toys, but some, like when I was young, I was well into my toys and Lego and all sorts. So if you were to take something away that I played with all the time, it'd be like taking my leg away. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously now they just have iPads and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I, you've just got to make it fit for, it's just understanding the kid, I guess, right? Yeah, but um, how does how is this going to impact the conversation you have with them? Like, is that a case of you just guys talking yeah, like the, this and then seeing how you parent? Are you are you trying to lay down yeah, ground the, rules? The, chal- the challenge that we've got is that we've not had a ki- we neither of us have had a kid, so we don't like so when when it's like parenting styles, mm-hmm. there's not really anything I'm aware of that you can sort of pre-plan. Like at the end of the day, it's still just raising the kid and trying to figure and just teaching them as they grow up to be a respectful human being. <laughs> Because if you if you look at so to sort of fast forward through when your kids get a bit older and when you were getting older, like what was what was the leniency like when it came to your parents and what you were allowed to do? So for for speaking for sort of yeah, it's a good question. My family, um, I felt we've always been given a very long leash. Bit sort of been given lines not to cross, like respect people and and, and don't commit crimes and all the all the obvious ones. Yeah. But beyond that, or or within that sort of radius, we can kind of do whatever else we wanted. So whether it was like kind of staying out late and things like that, we were very obviously again, it was all within reason. Mm-hmm. Like don't take the piss. But it was always a case of we can like other people have even said, "Wait, well, your parents are so cool; they let you do sort of whatever." It's that it's not technically true. Like well, there's certain things we couldn't do, but it's always been like a, you can so long as you're not causing trouble and creating problems for anyone, you can kind of kind of do what we want. Well, I think that to comes do. from just like a, a mutual respect at that point. Of yeah. I think so. You as my child, I think you know the the pillars that I've tried to teach you. Play within, mm. play within these four posts and do whatever you want. Yeah. But knock one of those pillars down and I'm going to come down on you like a ton of bricks mm. and I'll take all your freedom away is what I... Because that was similar to me. 
yeah. and you know cause we used to we, we some boys were like Woolworths roof <laughs> like we could, yeah exactly like we could uh, it's a lot harder when you're uh, <laughs> overweight <laughs> so, like, it's we, like having a bag of bricks on your shoulders <laughs> <laughs> we, we would just get up to everything but I think I think we just had the respect of our parents of just knowing that if we push the line it all got taken away mm. and I think to get to the parenting thing of how it escalates over time I think you start off with like really hard parenting discipline so they listen learn the way of life and understand like how to grow up to be a respectful person and then as a as you kind of move in towards of like 9 10 12 13 the way i think about it is i kind of didn't care about getting a clip off my dad Mm. at that point i was old enough stubborn enough like you kind of get in your own attitude then you're like fuck it if you want to smack me smack that but that was never the ratio I had with my dad because it kind of moved from fear of getting a smack to understanding why I got mm. the smacks yeah. to not wanting to disappoint parents. And I think like, if, I, if you could draw the chart of what I'd want my kids to go through, it would be that. It's, I'm going to discipline you so you understand the pillars of life. You're going to resent me for it, but then you'll understand it. And then by the time you're old enough to go out and hang out with your mates, I want to have peace of mind that you're making good decisions and you'll only get that if you get your kid to respect you and talk to you and trust you. So that's the... Yeah, that's, I think that... Can I jump in very quickly? Do you think this has any impact if it's a boy or a girl? Slightly, slightly, yeah. Because on a very macro scale, with a boy, you you have, you raise them to respect be safe and respect people yep. respect women especially whereas like just instinctive I would feel more protective over a girl and it's not just about respecting everyone yeah. and staying safe it's like be careful because there's horrible people out there whereas with a boy I feel like it's not it's not so much you need to worry about others you just need to be someone that people don't have to worry about yeah, if that makes sense it's yeah, a really 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 kind of blanket statement I looked at it as the other way you know weirdly it's like one of the reasons that I feel I feel like discipline and the odd smack of a child is probably it's a little bit needed for me in terms of how I raise a child and I'm not saying like you overdo it like we said there's a, there's a process to go through but I think it also just toughens a boy up like there's very few situations where you ever want why do you else. feel like you need to toughen a boy up that's what I'm saying. It's like it's that macro. Uh, ju- me being, I don't think you need to toughen a boy up. I just me think being that- gener- so that so that's so that is a great indication of me and you difference of opinions. Where yours was like mm. you need to be respectful, so you don't be the dick in the room, so you look after others. Whereas my dad raised me, which is don't let anyone t- put their hands on you, and if they do, I don't care whether it's in school, if it's your teacher, whatever, you put them on their ass. That's how I was <laughs> raised. Yeah, I would say that. I probably don't disagree with that statement of like, don't let people take the piss out of you and bully or whatever. But like, <laughs> I don't, I've not been raised with a very like counter aggressive <laughs> reaction to it. Okay. So I agree that like both men and women should be strong and like be able to look after themselves. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't be telling my boy to, I don't know. That's a tricky one. So literally this is this, I on, on the boys, I found out that there's a guy, a little kid at his school called Jack, who is bigger than him, taller than him, mm. and he's being a little shit, and he chases him and then pushes him. And he's told his teacher, and there's nothing happening. 
So, I have ten. you tried speaking to the teacher? No, not yet. No, no. So I only just learned about this. Okay. Um, so he said, I've, I've gone to speak to Miss Middleton uh, and blah, blah, blah. So on the side of this is Riley is, is learning to play rugby, which is yep. great. And I think from, so my way of dealing with trying to toughen my boy up, but in a more positive way than my dad did, um, which is just like teaching that fighting's like, he didn't tell me fighting's okay, but he taught me to fight. Mm. There's, a, there's a difference, but he taught me to fight. Um, whereas me, I'm like, no, I just want my, I want my boy to know that he's not made of glass. So rugby is a great thing. It's a sport. We tell him that aggression's good on the field. Like, don't worry if you get tackled. This thing's happening. So we're doing that right now. So we went and bought rugby balls, all these cones, went over to the park at the weekend and went through all this. And the advice I got from the guys who went for food the other day, so I was talking to them about it. They're all dads and they've all been through this, is they're like, you need to get, you need to have a conversation with him, but really subtly to understand what's going on. Because he said some phrases that aren't him. Like he said stuff that just doesn't sound like him. Like, I've got no friends. He's got loads of friends. Mm. So I'm like, someone is Someone's someone saying, saying that to him. So he's just repeating it. So then went over to play rugby and we got chatting about school and bits like that. And then he kind of opened up to me as we're throwing the ball backwards and forwards because he's just thinking about the ball and he's just spurting out what's actually in his head. And he told me there's this kid called Jack. He told me this push. So I said, I said listen, so I, that, at that time I taught him that you never ever touch, push, or you never ever be a bully. Mm-hmm. But if someone's bullying you, you can't step back. So I taught him how to push back. So he's now got a rule of if if Jack comes up and he's mean to him and he just talks to him, he's just going to say, leave me alone, you're a bully. That's all he's going to say is leave me alone and you're a bully. Keep repeating that. Mm-hmm. If he touches him, he's now taught how to push back and push back well. As soon as he does that, he's then taught to go and tell the teacher, Miss Mullerton, I've just pushed Jack because he's bullying me and I wanted to come and tell you. So now we've gone through that process and I went and told Sarah, I didn't think she'd like it. And she like half disagreed with it and then agree, then half agreed with it. And now she's fully on board with it because it kind of comes down to school. As you, as you grow up, there's, there's things that you're put into mm. that parents have to be a little bit detached from. As a parent, I believe that our jobs are to discipline and, like raise our kids so whatever environment they're put in they make good decisions so from a discipline perspective and raising and bullying and stuff like that that's been that's been our approach and the reason we got onto this is to come back full circle is I don't think that would have been any different if it was a girl see yeah I think so before you kind of gave me the full process that you taught him, I was initially thinking probably wouldn't have taught him to scrap. Yeah. So I thought that's where you were going with it, basically. If like just keep up in the ante until you're both trying to throw yeah. each other on the ground. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm okay with what you said to like defend and then just go and report. Yeah, because um, that's where me and my dad are different now, mm. and I've realised that. Like. What you said about up in the ante, that's what my dad would have yeah. done. Your dad would have said, kick him in the balls, get him on the ground, and spit on him and make sure we don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. But that, that was and what, make a point. That was what my granddad, so my mum's dad, yep. has said to like me and has said to Wally as well, uh, the same thing. It's like, if there's ever a bully, just kick him in the balls because yeah. they'll still go down just as hard. So it's like same old school kind of men- mentality. Yeah. It's like if someone's going to try and take the piss out, you just put them on the ground. Do there's it once. obviously better. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so yeah. I've tried. To, I've tried to keep that because I think it's really important to teach your kids that. But I've tried to do it in a little bit more of a, probably a more positive and allowed air quotes way. 
don't know if it's right or wrong, but that's what makes me feel comfortable. I want to feel comfortable that my boy's five, seven, 10, 12, wherever he is, he knows boundaries, but also knows to look mm. after himself. And they're these pillars that we're talking about. Yeah, I think for me, um, well, actually just thinking about my little brother for a second as well. He's he's a similar thing. Like, they're like loads of kids get bullied in school. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really frustrating from like a parent's point of view because there's not really much you can do. But even for you, like even as a big brother's point mm-hmm. of view, because of the age gap, like how, what's the age gap? Uh, 15, 14 years? Yeah. 13, yeah, 14 yeah, years? He's, he's 15. He's 16 on Saturday. Yeah, if you're three years older, you can go into school and you can sort it out for him. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't. So yeah. you're sort of like in a parent style problem, even with him. But then it's frustrating though to think that, okay, so you've told me mm-hmm. and you've told a teacher and it's still happening. So like your instinct then is to go in and have a, have a go at the teachers. Cause it's like, look, this is clearly happening right in front of you. You're doing absolute naff all about it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need to just be more, either, either be more switched on and try and like control the class or whatever's happening, yeah. do your job. Or unfortunately something is gonna happen mm-hmm in the playground and then then you'll be there kicking off saying well why yeah. are you fighting so it's yeah it's, it's a really tricky one mm-hmm. um, yeah bullying is a whole thing as well but but I think t- sort of I guess to pull it back full circle is ha- like 100% how you're raised as a child impacts how you raise your child I think when you get to a point and you have your kid you'll naturally develop your own style. For me, I've been raised in two completely mm. different ways from my mom and my dad. Um, and that, that, I think it just kind of just blends into one and you can't beat yourself up about it. Because regardless of what I say or you say, or a listener thinks saying, oh, you can't smack a kid, they email us after listening to the show. I don't give two fucks what anyone else thinks. No one knows me and my family better than me. And the key thing that I know is I have the best intentions in the world for mm. my family. So I'm gonna raise, I'm gonna parent the best I possibly can and know. Don't get me wrong, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna make mistakes, but I think everyone, especially if you listen to this, like That's- you can't let anyone else tell you how to parent your kids. You can listen to opinions and learn. Like the, the star chart thing, people will listen to that and make their own version of it, mm. but you can never, like, yeah, there's, there's prin- we're talking about principles, aren't we? Yeah. And then you just apply it to your own technique. Yeah, principles, like, like, you have your own tactics. Like, you st- like a star chart, it doesn't need to be a star chart. It's just like something that's a visual representation of progress on a reward. Yeah. Yeah, De- how, how you achieve that. How you tell someone to defend themselves in the playground, whether you tell them to give back equally, but then go and report it, or whether you say, just ignore them, walk away. Yeah. Like it's still, it's, you're still telling them to walk away and like report it, for example. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, variants on, on on approaches. Has this helped you at all? Uh, it's just sort I of. Don't, I like, don't think it's changed anything. Yeah, I, but I think it's it's um, it's interesting to hear the differences because so so in the bullying situation, for example, mm-hmm. I'd probably just sort of walk away, which like because I've been bullied at school, so I I tended to walk away from it all the time, most of the time. Um, but I start when I started. Uh, I started a new school. Um, how old would I have been? I think it was around fifteen ish. Whatever. So when you went to fourteen, I think. Yeah, when you went to was it Fort Mont- Fort Mont- Mont- It might have been no. I think it was at Fort Mont, actually. Okay. Maybe I can't 
blurred blurred lines. But yeah, so there was there was this kid. And looking back, it's really interesting as well because all the bullies are usually the idiots in the class mm -hmm. because they're lashing out because they're, they're insecure. They're insecure. Yeah. So so being looking back now, it's like oh, I see why you bullied because you, you were you were hurting inside, even though you had more money than anyone else in, in the school yeah. and you had a helicopter and yeah, you realize your parents don't love you and you're taking <laughs> it out on me. Yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, so he he was taking a piss and it basically. Oh, I know what we're talking about. It now. just got it got to the point. <laughs> It got to the point where I, I can't even remember what he said to me, but I, th I actually, you know what it was? I think he actually spat on me. And at that <sighs> point, I just fucking lost my shit and I yep. on the ground. And, I was, and, and like, I wasn't, I didn't end up fighting with him, but I managed to floor him. And I was like, obviously I was crying because it was all emotional and that, but I'd got him on the floor and I was like, don't spit on me, leave me alone. <laughs> and then just sort of left it there. But obviously that was being pushed, pushed and pushed. Yep. So, yeah. But, but he got it. He got what comes, and then he then he eased off a little bit. To be fair, so it worked out. <laughs> so we're we gonna wrap this up. What's, um, your, what's your thoughts for people listening to this? I mean, it'll just be interesting to bring it back up again. This is all. This is all just. Uh, these are all just theories and yeah, yeah it's all like hypothetical right now yeah, until yeah. you actually have a kid. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see and look, go back. Like you and might come in and go, "Where's your dad rings?" Like, <laughs> 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 now nah, it's two fingers or three finger rings better. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I think it was interesting how we went on to sort of um, punishments and reprimanding because I guess the given is the love. Yeah, that yeah. you give the kid but interestingly I think from from Emmy's side of things I think that was the thing that was somewhat missing from her childhood so I think the point that she was trying to make is like I just want to and not that it was missing obviously yeah, yeah. no I know what you're saying that, but I think she I think she obviously felt like she's not been as loved as necessarily less affection other than she wanted yeah and yeah. then obviously when you come to the Mudge family and you see how close everyone is yeah because part of that's obviously down to her, her parents as well her mum being Japanese so obviously 50% of her family is not even in this country sort of thing so so that's obviously but the interesting thing is what you just said there about coming into the Mudge family is like you don't know what you don't know like when mm. you get when you get raised you just think this is standard uh, until you start to witness mm. other people and learn what other families are yeah. like so that's probably hit her a little bit but I think what, is she, what she'll probably find is that you have to probably over discipline because she's going to be over affectionate mm. is how I imagine this playing out <laughs> Don't know, mate. You see the way we treat our dog. <laughs> we both love him to bits. That's a good point. Uh, I'm really interested to see how you guys define your own parenting style. And like you say, this is all hypothetical right now. And mm. it's the sort of thing that in 12 months time when we get when we're on the mics again, and it's like we spoke about parenting 12 months ago, man. How's it going? <laughs> like we'll listen back to the show and then we'll bring it about back. Now, to now all four of us sleep in the same bed. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. So that, that'll be interesting as well. Obviously the affection that we have right now for an animal, mm -hmm. obviously when a new, when the baby comes in, like and not everyone obviously has that, but I think that will be a challenge. Cause obviously Do you know the real challenge, honestly, the real challenge talk to is me. you, you, I caught myself, so I, I snapped at one of the boys yesterday and it was ju just because I was tired, sweaty, and mm. basically the hardest thing about parenting is catching yourself before, yeah. bell jarring as bell we've jar. covered before, like w because the kid doesn't understand what's going on in your world, mm. they're not psychic, you can't, the hardest thing that I found is consistency with how I parent and that's the thing that I'm working on the most is that bell jar activity, working out exactly like what's happening between me and Riley right now not what's happening with me in my world and I'm gonna take it out on you and mm -hmm. everyone's everyone does it everyone lets 
external sources impact how we speak to the next person yep. that's the hardest thing because you'll find sleep deprived to start off with you'll find all like it'll be ex- more expensive than you think all these external mm. sources come in that will impact how you parent and the real hard job is not letting it yeah cool so we'll we'll wrap it up there because that was interesting um guys Thank you so much for listening. As always, we always just enjoy jumping on the mics and having a good old chin wag. Uh, if you've got any tips, thoughts, comments, advice, feedback, email it to dadknowsbest at nbs.fm. Uh, and I look forward to kind of coming back to this in 12 months. 100%. And, this could uh, be the sort of topic we bring back every 12 months just to see how we're getting on. Because <laughs> my kids are three and five. By the time yours arrives, it'll be like six and six and three six and four so there'll be nice gaps mm-hmm. to see how what we're doing differently and i think that's where the show is going to go it's going to be like because then it'll be two dads talking to each other yeah. and you'll be like what the fuck do i do in this situation <laughs> i'm like well i did this but it doesn't mean it's right and then that's where we really need the listener support of like tell us what you guys do so i actually want to hear from you guys so let us know email in um i want to know how you think about disciplining a child that's that the key thing is for me is that uh disciplining a child and dealing with bull- bullies and if you've got anything novel about rewarding them, obviously we all know Sharon would love you've come up with the star chart, but if there's any cool other things that you think is re- that's really been a positive impact on raising the kid and makes them just focus on filling that chart or whatever it is, let us know. want to hear about it. Cool.